show of Voices of the Sacred Feminine, and uh, it is Monday. Yes, uh, you're not confused. Uh, Tonight we have a special Monday night show, uh, and it is my pleasure to have with me a shamanic psychotherapist and therapeutic energy worker, Carly Matamor, who co-authored Sacred Messengers of Shamanic Africa. Uh, She joins me tonight to discuss the importance of the messages and messengers uh, coming out of Africa. We'll learn about the 31st meridian, uh, how healing our own wounds affects the planet. And, uh, of course, this conversation would not be complete without a discussion about the outrage over the death of Cecil. Uh, Carly will introduce us uh, to Mara. Uh, We'll uh, learn the significance of the white lions as we talk about uh, the approaching evolutionary shift. So uh, please stay with us tonight. And uh, before we start our chat, just a shout out to the uh, artist Celia. Uh, we often use her music here on the show, and uh, tonight uh, we opened with uh, her single called uh, Connected. So if you're uh, looking to expand your musical uh, repertoire, uh, check out the artist Celia. She has lots of great stuff out there. So um, let me say um, hi to Carly and uh, introduce you to her by way of her um, her bio. Uh, Carly Matamore, she's a shamanic uh, psychotherapist with 30 years experience, uh, as well as uh, a therapeutic energy worker. She's traveled uh, to Timbavadi, South Africa, and Zimbabwe uh, several times. Uh, She teaches shamanic workshops at the Ahara Spiritual Community in Springfield, Illinois. And uh, her website is aharaspiritualcommunity.org, and that's A-A-H-A-R-A spiritualcommunity.org. So, Carly, uh, welcome to Voices of the Sacred Feminine. Thank you very much, Karen. I'm delighted to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm I look happy forward to, to our conversation you. tonight. <laughs> me too. Me too. I think it's going to be very interesting. And uh, I, I, I had you in my mind this morning as I saw um, a, a story, I think it was on CBS News, that uh, um, one of the 
heads of, I think, the fishing game, uh, you know, U.S. Department of Fishing Game, um, you know, the optics were pretty bad for him because apparently he was, uh, I think, somewhere in Africa and he had posed with, I think, 14 different kills uh, of the, you know, different, um, you know, mammals he had taken down. And, you know, he's standing there so proudly, you know, he killed this majestic giraffe and spotted leopard. And I, I mean, you know, the list just went on and on. And, you know, it never ceases to amaze me what, uh, how these people are so empty that they feel like that is an accomplishment and not a travesty. Yeah, I had not seen that, Karen, uh, and it is so distressing when we do see it, uh, particularly when somebody's working in that kind of industry that there's been so much of a disconnect between, actually, you know, this is kind of how I'm seeing it at this point, you know, that when one captures that kind of animal, you know, and it is there is a relationship there, but the relationship is one that's I think acknowledges or actually expresses the separation within themselves of their own disconnect from that being, being a you know a living, breathing entity uh, that has purpose on you know on Earth. And when we are disconnected from that, the relationship is wanting to capture it, wanting to kill it, and bring that you know at some level. Think you know whether it. I don't think it's a conscious thing. If it's an unconscious desire to merge with some part of themselves that has been lost. You know, and that really goes hmm. back to this, what happened with Cecil, I think, you know, that, you know, that dentist from, you know, from Minnesota was that, was in that place of, you know, and this is my hypothesis anyway, that when we're separated from these wounds and disconnected from nature as, you know, in our relationship with it, and it's, um, you know, it's significance and meaning that we are in relationship. We are not better than nature. But most of us have grown up wanting to conquer over nature and to use nature in ways to, you know, to possess, to fill this void inside of us in whatever way um, that we choose to capture, whether it's an animal or another Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, it it feels like it's, um, I I mean, look, you know, here on the show, obviously, you know, we talk about, um, you know, the domination of a patriarchal culture, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's man feeling like he has the right to dominate women uh, or the planet or the species on the planet, you know, you can track it back to religion where, you know, man was there to serve God and everything else on the planet was there to serve man and so you know if you're not if you're not god and you're not man everything else is um a commodity you know something to be used something um you know for man's pleasure or uh you know rather than like i I think the indigenous people you know who look at everything as sacred um you know it it feels like um uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is a disconnect from everything in the world um, around us, them. Uh, I, I get my pronouns mixed up now, but I, th- I think you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's like these, yeah. uh, you know, these, these men are like uh, in a class apart, 
and um, and and obviously uh, there is a disconnection. You know whether they're abusing a woman or raping the earth for greed or killing these majestic animals. Um, they it, it's like they feel nothing. You know, uh, I mean, we just had the Kavanaugh yeah. hearings, you know, and, and look at, you know, how 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 that all went. You know, I mean, it, it feels like it's all symptoms of the same thing. Yeah, and you know, from my the way that I understand it, both as the you know the, both as the personal and the collective, or the microscopic and and you know the, the or the microcosm and the macrocosm, it's understanding you know for myself that and expressed in the book that. A lot of it has come from trauma, you know, and that trauma, you know, has led to the separation from the internal, both from the feminine, fear of the feminine probably, you know, um, not probably, mm-hmm. I think definitely fear of the feminine because of the power the feminine had had. And, you know, this this fear led, to, you know, and, and, and probably just living life as a human, you know, here has been a struggle from the very beginning. And so from trauma then begins or begets more trauma because when we're traumatized, we begin to shut down aspects of ourself. You know, and then we get yeah. really out of alignment with those masculine and feminine parts of ourselves become unhealthy masculine and yeah. feminine aspects of ourselves. Yeah. So we go to domination and control. And, and the fear, the greater the fear, the greater, you know, whether it's man or a woman, but, you know, it's the expression of those masculine patriarchal, you know, tendencies and traits that then take control and dominate, you know, and then we have that victim tyrant behaviors acted out over and over and over again, perpetuating that trauma circle, mm. you know. Yeah. And and then and you know, and that when we're in that place we shut down aspects of ourselves and our physical body. You know? So I believe that this trauma itself, you know, gets carried over from generation to generation. We carry the collective trauma inside of us as well as our own lineage trauma. And so we don't even know it's there. You know, so the kind of eyes that people look out of, they only see a tiny fragment of it. And what they see creates more fear as, you know, with this wonderful new birth that's coming in is creating more and more fear for those people who haven't done this work and don't see it from this perspective. And so then they begin to act out of those fears, either with, you know, with more manipulative, you know, behaviors and control behaviors, which is what we're seeing right right now. The more and more fear we're we're seeing, it's escalating, particularly even since the Kavanaugh hearings. You know, I mean, just what's going on in our country right now, based on the fear, depending, it doesn't even matter whether you're masculine or, you know, a female or a male, because I think that victim, you know, we have that victim, you know, tyrant behavior that exists in so many people, you know, because they're afraid. They're so afraid. Yeah. Yeah, and I think fear is at the root of all of it. You know, they probably uh, maybe wouldn't want to admit that, and I wonder how much of it is conscious. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we hear about, uh, you know, white men are are afraid because they're, you know, not going to be the majority. Uh, Obviously, they're, uh, you know, disturbed by, you know, women's power on the rise, the Me Too movement, Um, you know, so much. 
so much of it, um, you know, they're afraid. And, and it's, and it's interesting that you bring up the, the past trauma, you know, because only recently have I become aware through a friend of mine, who's actually going to be on the show next month about ancestral trauma. But once she told me about it, it made so much sense, you know, that we carry almost in our DNA, the trauma of our ancestors. And when you think of it in that perspective, it's no wonder we as humans on the planet are in the shape we're in if we uh, aren't just uh, trying to deal with the trauma that we might have in our own life, but there's residual from past generations uh, that maybe we, um, you know, our DNA memory or however it is we carry it. Um, you know, maybe you'll talk more about that. Um, but I don't, I, I didn't realize until my friends started talking to me about this that we can actually heal that within ourselves, uh, which, can. you know, help us move forward. So I want to get into that a bit, um, but I, I don't want to digress too much away from your book, um, you know, Sacred okay. Messengers of, of Shamanic Africa. Let's kind of take it back to that a bit. Um, when it, You know, just, um, you know, for some listeners who might be scratching their head a little bit, when you, your title, uh, the, the Shamanic Africa part, what are you referring to specifically when you say, Sacred Messengers of Shamanic Africa. Uh, I'll start with shamanic. You know, many of us, um, I don't know, necessarily have a an understanding of what shamanic means. I know maybe you know, ten years ago, I you know, it's like, what does it really mean to be shamanic? And my understanding has grown. You know, that shamanic really is about understanding our interconnection with all of life. To be shamanic means that we are of the earth and the sky. We are in relationship with nature. We are all connected. And it's beginning to, you know, understand that that piece, which I can even bring it back to that DNA piece, the shamanic piece is that we carry nature inside of us just like we carry our lineage inside of us. We carry the stars inside of us. We carry the earth, the crystals in the earth, you know, as we begin to understand more of what the crystals and the stones or even the iron core center of the earth, that, you know, pulsing heart center of the of our earth is iron core. That's in our blood. <laughs> we are shamanic, in, you know, and we are remembering in the indigenous tribes, you know, the indigenous people understood the meaning of shamanic. And it was the shamanic, you know, the shamans, you know, they were the ones that helped the people to understand, you know, what was going on in, in nature. And that helped mm-hmm. guide them in their life. You know, so this is well, do you a, this think is a we part of remembering be... this. We are all shamanic. Yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> well, that was the question. question. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you were intuiting uh because you know, I think when we think of shaman, we think someone think of someone who is um, you know, maybe more deeply connected than us, you know, uh someone who has a pipeline to the divine or the cosmos that the average person doesn't. But when I heard you define shamanic, it sounds like that could actually be any of us, right? It is any of us. And when we understand that, you know, where we are in terms of our Earth's evolution, 
you know, that we are right now, and I speak about this in the book too, to understand that we are moving into this new age, which has been predicted, and many of your listeners probably have heard of the age of Aquarius. You know, the seeds were planted of that back in the 60s as we were anticipating this time. But as the the Earth rotates on its axis, um, every 26,000 years, well, it actually rotates like, it's like 2,600 as each segment, but it goes through all of the astrological houses in the sky and the, you know, the stars as it rotates with that axis point going through it. And if there's a little bit of a tilt. It's called the precession of the equinoxes. We are now entering this age of Aquarius to the north, so where this line draws straight up into the north of the house of Aquarius, but if you follow it all the way back down, it goes into the house or the age of Leo. So it's basically humanity in relationship with light Leo, the lion. So here's this connection with the lions. And it's about humanity and Aquarius is about recognizing that we have, um, you know, that we're a collective group of people. We are humanity, and we are in now relationship with our inner authority, our inner lion. And so when we when we talk about this being the age of Aquarius, it's really to understand that we, we're no longer, you know, um, having to carry the separation between us and another and us and nature. We don't have to be saying that I'm the teacher and you're the student and you will always be the student and I am better than you because I I am the teacher or I am the doctor. I have all of the knowledge and so my patients will come to me or I am the priest and you are, you know, the the congregation members. This is collapsing to know that we hold the knowledge inside of us. We carry the shaman within. And this is awakening to that knowledge in there or the lion within or the inner authority or that we're awakening the indigenous knowledge that we all carry inside of us. We just have forgotten. And I say we've forgotten because of this trauma. The trauma, you know, collapses, you know, maybe collapses and it's sort of, it's a dense, heavy energy inside of us, you know, that has blocked our awareness you know, block these energetic, you know, um, tendrils of remembering of all of this ancient wisdom, you know, because we're all connected. So even right. if it wasn't right. directly, you know, like, oh, yeah, my ancestor was a shaman. No, my ancestor, you know, you know, is linked to the shaman because we carry everything inside of us. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm, think, you know, I'm kind of doing a check in with myself. And I think, well, you know, this, this, um, you know, this realization is liberating, but at the same time, it comes with great responsibility. You know, um, I think we're being called to, um, you know, to evolve, to be better versions of ourselves, to find, you know, it, it's not, you know, we're not just cogs in a wheel working nine to five, you know, there's so much more to life and what we should be bringing to it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and that is, and we have to be able to be response able to do that. And the only way to be response able is to continually clean our own mirror, (laughs) you know, And, and essentially that means, you know, the doing our own work because what you know today 
is not what, I mean, when you look back, you know, five years ago, you know, our vision and understanding of things are changing rapidly. You know, I feel like I have changed so much my perspective, you know, and my judgments and my, um, you know, my my lens has shifted to seeing the bigger picture of things that I didn't know in the past. So then I'm becoming more and more, responsible and i hold more responsibility as i awaken to that but i also hold greater possibility you know it's exciting to wake up well but but at the same time um do you find that as you awaken and you um encounter other people who are awakened um, does it scare you when you fa- find so many are, are still asleep? You know, these, these like, like the people we talked about at the opening of the show, the ones so consumed with fear um, or ignorance or uh, disconnect, lack of empathy, whatever, you know, whatever we want to call it, all of these, all of these things, uh, as, as, you know, as a matter of fact, um, it, I think it gets, it, you know, it's almost like it polarizes us even more, you know, it's like we're living on different planets, you know, because they're, the, you know, the awakened versus the people who are willfully asleep, you know, and that's where this whole uh, part of the lion comes in, you know, because it's really calling us to bring our lion heart to the table. And, um, yes, it can be very hard, and I'm seeing it more and more just in families. Everyone I talk to, it's how polarized their own nuclear families are or their own families of origin, you know, where they're, you know, the disagreement. The way they view the world is so incredibly different, like they are different on different planets, or they're they're actually watching a different screen, you know? We don't see yeah, it the same. Yeah. But the only way, you know, that I have really, in the night, that I really get and understand is for us to awaken the lion heart, because that's, that's where we are. You know, that's where humanity is. I mean, it's awakening the consciousness of the global heart. You know, and it is through this heart awakening that we can begin to make a shift. And I've been hearing examples of that, which when people go into a setting and there's so much judgment by showing up and speaking their truth and standing in their own truth in love, and and, and when they hold that, things shift. And that's going well, to be I've, the I've, biggest challenge for well, us. I've, well, I like that you call it our bring our lion's heart, you know, especially those of us who are Sekhmet oriented, you know, the Egyptian lion headed goddess, mm-hmm. you know, of strength and strength and tenacity. You know, she's also that healer, that mother, um, because, you know, I, I've talked to psychologists, you know, who have said, you know, the only way to heal these fearful people is through love. And that's mm-hmm. awfully hard. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it is it's awfully hard, but because you want to do just the opposite, you know. Um, you know, you want to write them off as um, as just a lost cause, uh, but that won't accomplish what we need to accomplish. No, think um, of what it does to you or me when when someone you know judges us. You know, we, yeah. we you know you know our cause come out. You know, it doesn't matter what we believe. You know, we want to defend ourselves because we feel shame. You know, or we feel yeah. anger. You know, and we want to yeah. fight back. And the only thing that dissolves that 
is a clear, you know, we see it differently, you know, um, but the the bridge is the love, you know, and we also yeah. know that we need to stand in our own truth. You know, it's not okay to do some of these things that are happening in the world. So it doesn't mean that we accept it and we say that, you know, it's okay to treat women this way, you know, or it's okay to make mm-hmm. fun, you know, of, of women uh, or or someone of color or to you know to kill the animals that's not okay and we have to yeah. i think that's where the responsibility happens that it's not okay but there is a higher perspective here and i can hold that to say my clear no and do what i need to do you know to yeah. change things well let's um, uh, let's hold talk them accountable. a bit about uh, well let's um let's take a quick break And uh, when we come back, um, I want to get into what the 31st meridian is and um, uh, and some of the messages that you've gotten from, um, uh, you know, the white lions and, uh, uh, you know, the mysteries of Africa, all of that. Uh, But uh, but before we do, uh, I have a quick message uh, from Joe Carson here and uh, and I'll be right back in a minute. The psychic state of the collective unconscious, which is that consciousness of the planet. It's called the chthonic mind, the mind of the earth. Our ancestors understood that the animal and divine were all connected. They were together, that there wasn't a separation. And that's what we are trying to return to, is that sense that our animal nature is divine. It doesn't get in the way of the divine. It gets us closer to it. What's your idea of being fully alive as a human being? Because that's what's really spiritual. Write it down. Start writing your own Bible if you want. Sex is sacred. And by that, I just mean sweaty, fun, happy sex. you've been listening uh, to the trailer for Dancing with Gaia, Joe Carson's feature-length documentary film. In it, she interviews 15 visionaries and teachers about earth energy, sacred sexuality, and the return of goddess as Gaia. Joe traveled to ancient sacred sites all over Europe and the Mediterranean to shoot this film. These spiritual sites from northern Scotland to central Turkey profoundly affected the origins of Western culture. If you've always wanted to see these sites, yourself but haven't, this is an opportunity to experience some of the best ones and get their story right from your own armchair. The DVD comes packaged with a 45-page color mini-book, which goes even deeper into the material. You can buy the DVD and booklet for only $20 at DancingWithGaia.com. That's DancingWithGaia.com. So, Carly, it, it, as I started hearing the um, the text of that commercial, I thought to myself, wow, there's so much overlap, isn't there? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I, I, I mean, you, you know, I mean, it wasn't planned that way, but, um, you know, I guess, uh, you know, this is the message, uh, you know, for now, and it and it comes from so many different sources, um, you know, from so many different directions. Uh, but let's, um, let's get into uh, your book a bit more. Um, so tell me what, uh, I, I see a reference that keeps being made to the 31st meridian um what is that is 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 that like the longitude and latitude of, of the a, continent of africa 
It's a longitudinal meridian, you know, that um, it does go through the continent of Africa, and it goes all the way around. So, you know, it's, you know, through the earth. So that if you look at the earth, you know, the whole the meridian goes all the way around. But if you took the land masses and you laid them flat, you know, and brought them all together like Pangea, when earth used to be one land mass, you know, floating mm-hmm. with the ocean around it, the salt water around it, you know, it would divide these land masses completely in half. It's called the Nilotic Meridian. You know, and I like to think of that, you know, that with, at one point it was as if it was the, you know, um, it, it, an egg. <laughs> you know, um, it was the, you know, it was the earth itself was in an embryonic state surrounded by um, salt water, embryonic fluid. So it, it, you know, it can be seen as the macrocosm, you know, um, sort of a holographic understanding that that, the earth itself, is represented in our own physical bodies, that we too have a 31st meridian. Our spine is as if it could be, you know, overlaid on the spine of Africa or the spine of this 31st meridian because we are a microcosm. You know, we are just like when you take one cell of our body, it holds the all of, you know, all of it in that one piece. The earth itself is the larger, it's the great mother, but we are of the earth. And when we, you know, what we do affects the earth. So our thoughts, our behaviors, you know, all the trauma, all the separation that we have in our bodies, you know, is also in the earth. And um this meridian and likewise when we right. and likewise, likewise when we heal it um when we heal it, we put a more positive cleaner um more healthy energy out into the planet. Is that sort of the point that's that's the point, and right now, there has been so much you know good work going on, you know, and as we heal both the you know the sacred messengers that I referred to in the book. You know, are that I have gone to the 31st meridian and I have been traveling along that meridian and in sacred relationship with it because the earth itself, this is the land of first time along this 31st meridian. This is where humans were said to have evolved from. And the more that we learn about this 31st meridian, we understand how really ancient it is. On this meridian is an ancient astrological calendar, a medicine wheel that is at least. 75 to 100,000 years old. That's old, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's one of the old. I mean, it's, it's the oldest on the, on the planet. And it has, you know, recently been discovered, you know, um, although it has been used by indigenous people for ceremony, you know, forever, you know, but it holds the four directions. And it has the sacred stones in the center that... Um, Mark the shifting or the changing of the seasons. It marks the sunrise and sunset, the equinoxes, you know, um, and and uh, the solstices. You know, this these radial stones, you know, um, are there's a portal there that can connect with, you know, with the you know the star systems with the Milky Way because this meridian overlaid on the in the stars is the Milky Way along this meridian. And underneath this meridian is a river, it's referred to as a river of, um, also, 
an energetic river, and it's along this meridian is a lot of the gold and the platinum and the diamonds. Where are we doing all of the drilling? You know, you know, taking from the earth. We're taking from her spine. We also hmm. have that in our bodies. And so, you know, this is this is where we came from. This is where the white lions are. They're on this 31st meridian. And Linda Tucker, in her book, The Mystery of the, Lo- Mystery of the White Lions, which is an amazing book also, you know, um, I want to credit her work and all that she has done as the keeper of the white lions. You know, she tells this story um, along this meridian. But in Timbavati, where the white lions are from, you know, is the only place they're from, and it's on this meridian. And these are white lions hmm. that are said to be star lions, you know, that came to Earth, just like the white buffalo or the white reindeer or the white, you know, bear in Canada, to support humanity during this time of great evolutionary change. So it was predicted in the oral tradition by the indigenous people of Africa that the white lions would come, and they're white lions with blue eyes. So, you know, and white being light, they're light bearers. They're coming to provide support us in awakening the light consciousness to bring it here to be divine humans on Earth. You know, and it was predicted, you know, that they it actually was predicted by an indigenous woman by the name of Maria Coso, who is no longer on the planet, but she shared with, with, you know, that this would happen to usher in a particular lion would be ushering in this new age, and that was that's Mara, the one I talk about. Mara, Mara means mother of Ra, and she was born on Christmas Day, you know, in the year two thousand in the town of Bethlehem, South Africa, <laughs> but she was born in a canned camp industry. So, you know, it's very symbolic. And Linda Tucker developed a relationship with her, and and it's a great, you know, story that of returning her to her homeland, along with her three cubs, to Timbavati. You know, hmm, Giza is also... Giza is on this meridian. So if you follow that straight up, the Sphinx paws are on this meridian great zimbabwe is on this meridian it's an ancient civilization you know that um was very much associated with gold you know and you know and this land and and connection with the stars it's a very powerful place and to understand that this trauma that occurred there you know um, was part of the trauma and the separation that each of us carry inside of us and when they trace where humans come from, you know, it's it's to this area, to this Rift Valley, to this geological place. We all carry this in our DNA. So, Carly, let me ask you, um, what what are the messages that are? Uh, and forgive me if you've said, and I ha- and I've, I have a disconnect. Uh, but what are the messages we're getting? And I mean, are they literally coming from white lions? I mean, is that what you're? Um, is is that what you're saying, or are we talking in metaphor? Um, you know, what this is, you know, when we begin to awaken, Karen, this, you know, there then begins, and we begin to shift the energy, the densities in our body, and begin to, you know, integrate the healthy feminine and masculine energies so that they are cooperatively working within us. They begin to also open us to understand that everything is a nation. <laughs> 
So animals, the animal kingdom is the animal nation, and there's star nations, and there's water nations, and there's earth nations. And then, then we begin to understand that they each have a significant purpose. You know, they're they're here on purpose just like we are. And when we become in relationship with them like the indigenous people were, we begin to intuit and understand and communicate like the trees right now. I mean, I'm just so tickled to see more and more information coming out where people are recognizing and understanding that trees are so significant, not just to our ecosystem, but the relationship that we have. They have a heart they communicate with each other. We could, we have a reciprocal relationship. We could not exist without trees. They, you know, mm-hmm. and they couldn't exist without us. I mean, we are in relationship, and it's that way with all of nature. When we return the wolves to Yellowstone, everything comes back into balance. Not just, you know, not just the animals, but the rivers, the waters, you know, the plants. Mm-hmm. Everything returns to to balance unless something disrupts it. When we begin to put it back into balance, we begin to communicate vibrationally. We can begin to remember the languages. You know, we can read fields, the different energetic fields, because everything has an energetic field. So for me, going back to Africa and being in relationship with the 31st Meridian, I can be in, you know, and I was in, along with several, like Linda Starwolf, my co-author, with this indigenous nature, nations. So the giraffe can give us a message, you know, because we're in relationship and we're on purpose. We're here to heal the planet. We're here to heal heal ourselves and to transform it. And the message is, you know, like with the giraffe, the giraffe has the largest heart, you know, of any land mammal, you know. And, you know, when you describe this man who kills this giraffe, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just devastating, to understand that this living, breathing animal has a significant purpose. And its heart is there to help support us awakening our own hearts. And the message that we got there when I was with with Mandaza Kandemwa, who really connects and communicates with the ancestors and supports us in awakening our own ability to listen to the messages. Because the animals are essentially guiding us to remember. I mean, think of how many so, people are connected with animals right now. You well, know? and that I mean, reminds me of the, well, yeah, and, and I was thinking about the international outrage over Cecil's death. And for yeah. listeners who might not know what we're talking about, that was the uh, the lion that was killed by that dentist. And, uh, I mean, the optics were terrible. I mean, I think he, uh, he couldn't even go back to his dental office for, I don't know, weeks and months because he was he had such a black eye after that. Um, I, I mean, I hope, it, I hope it really hurt his business uh, in, in a way that he didn't recover cover but you know who knows you know the media moves on and you don't really know what happens but why do you think there was such international outrage over over Cecil is it that more and more people are awakening to this as an atrocity I mean are they feeling it on some other level um what's your hypothesis yeah you know there's several different things one is um yes it's the time you know, we are in a time of rapid change, you know. Um, it is at the fourth most rapid or fifth most rapid time of, of evolution, evolutionary change on the planet. And we are also much more in relationship with understanding, you know, the particular star 
our configuration of energies. And and we understand more and more that there is a tipping point, you know, and we each have maybe, a, if we want to look at it, we have a soul contract or a soul purpose in terms of why we're here because there were a lot of lions killed. I mean, there's like, you know, so many each year um, that are killed, lions that are killed and taken out of the country, you know, um, out of out of Africa. But this particular lion at this particular time, you know, on, you know, in the planet, you know, um, on, what is it, in 2014, I think is when um, he was killed. It was like it was a tipping point. Enough energy was there to support that this was going to be picked up by the collective and in Sesso, because of the kind of energy that he carried, and he was from Zimbabwe. You know, he was close to that great Zimbabwe on that 31st meridian. You know, conf, you know, in terms of the energetic close, and, you know, close enough on that 31st mm-hmm. meridian to represent the mm-hmm. awakening of humanity to the lion archetype in our collective. You know, to shift us into our lion heart. So it's like he was an ignition. You know, and that yeah. ignition then began to start to ripple out. I mean, like big. And people were like, why? I mean, why aren't people outraged over all the other horrible injustices? And it's because he became an archetype. You know, it's like yeah. his soul signed up and said, because he was so well-loved, you know, and it was time, right timing yeah. and everything. And that sent out this huge collective, you know, response that then was met with a lot of people making changes to help us come back into alignment related to you know, stopping some of these archaic practices, you know, coming back into our lion hearts. But that then yeah. led to then a reaction because the more one reaction happens, the other extreme reaction happens. And so we, you know, we went from huge change to a reaction to this change. It's like we're on this pendulum, you know, as we are experiencing the contractions, you know, of Earth, you know, birthing a brand new Earth. And when yeah. you know, it's like when we're in transition, it's chaotic, and we're in a chaotic yeah. time. But it's like more. That's the the other thing with the with the hyenas. When we think about messages, the hyenas' message, you know, they wanted to know. You know, someone said, you know, from our trip, did you see hyenas? Because hyenas are the the animals. They protect the lion. They clean up the lion. And if we see hyenas, it means that hyenas are there bringing the shadow into the light. And the more and more light, more and more healing we do, the more and more light that's created that shines on the shadows that were already there. And we think about, look at what's come out. You know, we're seeing so much shadow right now. Oh, you mean all around the world, not, all not just the related world. to... I mean, yeah. No, think of the U.S. Well, right now. I mean, huge amount of shadow things that were always there, but now it's it's for us to see, you know, yeah. and it's coming yeah, I, out I, and expressing itself. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, um, uh, yeah, I think, you know, in a way maybe we're using different language and metaphors for a lot of the same things, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, just the ugliness in the world, the thing, the, uh, the, the dark underbelly 
you know, that we didn't maybe even realize was there. Um, you know, there's more transparency now, uh, and it's exactly. hard to see. It's hard to look at, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we have to know it's there in order to deal with it and clean it up. You know, whether it be you know our own uh, our own ancestral trauma, or uh, you know what we can do to maybe reach out with our lion's heart and help uh, build these bridges that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Does that kind of sum it up? That's per that's that's perfect. You know that perfect. Yeah. You know, and then you even used a word that when you go back to the to the book, and you know, one of the messages from the vultures are about cleaning it up. <laughs> Yeah. Clean up the separation. The draft's message is we're still needed. Peacekeepers are needed. You know, the war, if we want to, you know, is is not over. You know? No, no. That's for sure. Well, um, you refer in the book to the mysteries of Africa. Is that something other than we've, um, than something you've already explained? These, yeah, this is the mystery. You know, that's the thing um, I love about understanding the mysteries is that we are now awakening this this inner shaman or you know the inner authority um, the inner mm-hmm. indigenous wisdom and as we do that we begin to be more in relationship with the mysteries and that's really I the mysteries it. of africa help bring us to understand you know the bigger picture of who we are it's not so limited it's actually you know this place and time was a very evolved civilization and what you know what an interesting thing that we have dehumanized Africa when it was such a powerful you know historical place that we all came from, but we had to separate ourselves from it and make it you know primitive well, you know and I think that that goes back to you know the sins of colonialism and racism. You know, uh, you know, I, I think about the stories of the first, you know, the British who first encountered uh, the worshippers of Kali, you know, or, um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, anything not like us or anything we don't understand, you know, we tend to demonize it or marginalize it. And, um, you know, those that were in power, you know, uh, the, the, um, you know the British Empire, or you know the the white patriarchy. Um, you know, here I go. I guess I'm demonizing them, uh, but but I think that's where we get this. Uh, you know, where we've marginalized Africa and the people and everything there. You know, they're just a big commodity to steal the natural resources and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and that's you know and yeah and that's the really you know sad thing you know. Zimbabwe, here's a country that, I mean, after Cecil, things unfolded. I mean, the the autocratic ruler that they had for like 35 years stepped down. I mean, there was all kinds of change, and you know, and yet it's, you know, it's a really, you know, the, the, the you know, it's the breadbasket, you know, of Africa, probably the breadbasket of the world. I wouldn't be surprised. But what's going on is all of these, you know, corporations are there exploiting and taking out all of its resources, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and taking them out yeah. of the country and not in relationship, disconnected with the earth, you know, yeah. as, as, yeah. as an entity, yeah. a being, which, of course, affects well, all of us. 
you know, we're, you know, humanity is a parasite on the face of the planet. I mean, <laughs> uh, and, you know, hopefully we can, hopefully can, we can evolve uh, before we uh, destroy ourselves on the planet. And I hate to, you know, uh, bring negativity, but, um, you know, I, I am hopeful that um, enough of us can awaken in time to, um, to see this evolutionary shift, to apply uh, this evolutionary shift. You know, I, I dream of the day when greed uh, and this unfettered uh, capitalism uh, it becomes taboo, you know, becomes a sin. And um, I mean, that would, you know, it, if 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 I could have one wish, that would be um, what it is. You know that uh, you know greed would no longer be good. You know it would it would be something you could be shamed or ostracized for, uh, because that would feels like that would solve an awful lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I and I hear you. I mean that you know that there's still hope, even though you know it's so hard sometimes to see all the, you know, all the ways things are out of balance. And yet that yeah. hope right now is where our responsibility comes from, you know, to, you know, each little bit we do, you know, to, you know, to make the better, world a better place. Um, and right now we're seeing it because I think right now the feminine is really stepping up, you know, yeah. and we're seeing it in so many ways. And this is the this is the time of the feminine. The feminine is returning, the great I am, you know, and that's part of the mysteries also. You know, and as we build within our own self, whether we're masculine or feminine, a healthy relationship with our masculine, our feminine can be stronger, and she can hold it with compassion and love and be that segment energy or be the Mara, because I really feel Mara is this new archetypical energy that she's assisting, because she's no longer on the planet either. She's assisting in the other realms to support us as we bring our own unique piece to the puzzle because that's the other key is that we awaken our own gifts within us yeah and yeah so carly um um it uh, what uh what would you say readers can achieve uh in reading your book uh sacred messengers of shamanic africa you know i it's a great story you know because it takes you um through my own personal journey you know, as an example of ways that I use shamanic breathwork, you know, um, to move the energy in my body, you know, and to heal the traumas that I experienced through my lifetime and also through my lineage. And this is an ongoing process, but shamanic breathwork is a, an incredibly valuable tool that helps you move this energy and and you go, you know, you have our typical kinds of journey. I had many our typical journeys, but it can also be, you know, very, you know, physiological or somatic release kind of experience because essentially that's what it does. But you begin to open up to the mysteries within your own psyche, you know, and uh, in, so the book expresses that. So it gives hope, you know, that we can change. And it also gives us, a, you know, a flavor, it gives the reader a flavor of the magic of Africa. And I think many of us have felt called to Africa. And, uh, you know, because I think it exists inside of us. This, We are, you know, The Lion King was a great movie for children, you know, that helped in many ways um, bring this, you know, 
to our understanding. Children's movies often do that. So those two things and then this sense of understanding this bigger picture of the 31st meridian and our own microcosm of the macrocosm and how we are very much connected to the earth and of the earth and that we can you know connect with these messengers whether it's in your own you know backyard the deer you know because or you know the turtles or the snakes or whatever the animal is or the stars or the sacred places that we have and the sacred places can be any place where we connect with nature and then some okay. sense of hope you know that we can be um spiritual warriors now um at a time that's critical and uh take a a step in the direction um of moving humanity along in a positive direction uh to where we are more in love and respect for each other and for the world well that is the hope <laughs> Yes. Um well well Carly um thank you uh thank you for your time tonight and uh I uh, just want to repeat uh the title of your book uh Sacred Messengers of Shamanic Africa uh it's put out by uh, uh Inner Traditions and uh your uh, co-author uh is Linda Starwolf and uh, your website again is ahara Spiritual Community, A-A-H-A-R-A, spiritualcommunity.org. Uh, and um, I just want to thank you for bringing this information to listeners. Thank you very much. It's been wonderful to have this dialogue with you, Karen. And and, um, and I shout out or hello to all of your listeners. Well, thank you very much, and uh, and best of luck with the book, and uh, thank you for the much-needed message. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night. Um, well, for those of you um, who might be tuning in later on in the month, uh, Africa happens to come up again uh, by coincidence, or, you know, are there coincidences? Um Toward the end of the month, uh, I will have with me uh, Tayanara uh, McQuiller, and uh, she is going to be talking about the the Sibyl oracles, uh, oracles of the black doves of Africa, uh, and that's going to be a conversation on October 24th. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Um, the oracle of the black doves is a system of divination inspired by the Libyan Sibyls, uh, the African prophetesses of the classical world. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, um, uh, system of divination uh, related to the black doves of Africa. And uh, also, too, uh, on Wednesday of this week, in just two days, uh, yes, we have two shows this week uh, rather than, um, you know, a show every week. Uh, I will have with me on Wednesday uh, Diane Lawson, and we're going to be talking about extraordinary relationships through astrology. Um, you know, we'll talk about how you can, um, you know, use astrology to uh, enhance the relationships in your life or maybe better uh, understand those relationships. And then on uh, November 7th, I'll have Crystal Rains with me, and uh, we're going to be talking about how to heal uh, ancestral trauma. Uh, we touched a little bit on that tonight with uh, with Carly, uh, but Crystal um, 
I, I believe we'll be getting into that in much more depth, maybe from a slightly different perspective. Uh, so lots of good information, I think, uh, to help us all uh, enhance our lives. Um, well, uh, that about does it uh, for me tonight, uh, listeners. Uh, I appreciate you uh, tuning in, uh, whether you are um, a new listener or uh, a long-time listener. Thank you so very much. Uh, and if uh, Voices of the Sacred Feminine has been um, a spring that feeds you, uh, if you will, uh, I would certainly appreciate um, you know your uh, monetary support. Uh, if if uh, you can make a donation of any amount uh, to help me continue to pay uh, for uh, being on the air to bring you uh, these many voices of wisdom, um, it, it would certainly be appreciated if you can go to my website, uh, KarenTate.com. Uh, once you get there, uh, go to the Goddess Store page, and at the very bottom of the page, below my books and uh, Goddess greeting cards and all the rest, uh, the free meditations and uh, are there too, among all the other things. Go to the very, very bottom of the page, and you'll find a PayPal button where you can uh, make a donation of any amount, uh, and it is always uh, much, much appreciated. Um, well. Uh, as I said, that about does it for me for tonight. Um, I hope uh, you all are taking care of yourselves out there. And uh, I hope you can uh, tune in again on Wednesday. And if not, uh, please catch uh, catch me and my great guests from the archives. Uh, and it's always wonderful to hear from you. So please uh, keep your emails coming. Uh, it makes uh, the world a difference to me uh, to know that you're enjoying the show and it makes a difference in your life, especially for those of you who have called it a lifeline uh, because, um, you know, Maybe people in your community don't think like this or talk like this, and uh, this kind uh, kind of keeps you connected uh, to those of us um, of like mind who uh, are trying to usher in a new world. All right then. Uh, this time I really am uh, going to say good night and uh, uh, have a wonderful week. Uh, take care, and uh, I'll be back on Wednesday. And good night.